You're listening to A Not-So-Private Practice, and we are your hosts, Steph and Laura. Consider this your backstage pass to all the weird and wonderful things that happen behind the curtain of group practice ownership. So today we're here to talk about our internship and fellowship programs, and we have a couple of people from our practice who are current and former interns and fellows to tell us about their experience. The intern recruitment process is kind of interesting in our office, or it has been historically. When we first started, we didn't have a reputation and we were just building our program. And so we used to go to one of the local universities, had like an in-person intern fair. And I had been a couple of years before with the previous practice that we worked in. And you went and you set up a little table and people came to talk to you to kind of find out what it was about. But it it felt more like an information session. Yeah. Yeah. And then remember when COVID hit? Yes. And they had to shift the whole thing online. Yeah. So they moved it online and it essentially, you would go into a Zoom room and Laura and I would be sitting in the same office on the same Zoom, which we were a little worried about the optics of that because it, <laughs> was, it was COVID. COVID and where our faces are <laughs> two inches next to apart each from other. each other. But we were each other's bubbles. So it was fine. Yeah. So we were in this Zoom room and every eight minutes or so, a new five or six like bright eyed counseling students who were looking for internships would like appear in this counseling room. And we would have like an eight minute window to like tell them all about the program, to like sell them on why Shoreline would be a great fit for them, to answer any questions that they might have had about the experience. And, you know, at the end of it, we had like our list of like the people that we had met throughout the day that we thought like, oh, these these are our top candidates from the people that we met. And we turned off the Zoom and like all we could do is sit and wait to find out if any of these students liked us back. I don't know a whole lot about this topic, but this sounds a lot like intern speed dating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you don't know very much about speed dating. I don't know anything about speed dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've been married forever. So, yeah. uh, but yes, essentially it was like intern speed dating. Yes. And thankfully we only had to do that one time because by the end of that year, we had found that our reputation had grown and interns essentially were flocking to us. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I couldn't even count. I don't even know the amount of applicants that we, I think I got six or seven this week for yeah. the intern program. They they just come pouring in all of the time. And really now it's up to us to kind of like go through all the applications. And we have a process that we that we use to select our interns. And then it's really up to us to be like, oh, we like you and think that you would be a good fit for us here. So what you're saying is we shifted away from being speed daters and we became more like the bachelorette. Yeah, exactly. Let's get into it. So today we're here to talk about our internship and fellowship programs. Just for clarification and context, our internship program is our master's level graduate intern program. So the students that work with us during their internship are currently enrolled in their master's programs. The fellowship program is a second year training program that we have developed um, in our own practice to provide a second year of supervision and some training opportunities and some more exposure to higher paying clients for interns that choose to stay on with us or for people that are interested after their master's in a second year of training. 
So we've got two guests with us here today. Mariah just recently finished our internship program and is currently doing the fellowship. Hi, Mariah. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. How do you feel about being here today? Thanks. I'm very excited. If the listeners have heard a couple of the first episodes, I've been told there's maybe a story about me that involves an eggplant. And so I'm <laughs> Big reveal. putting a, a voice to the name right now. <laughs> Thank you, Mariah. I mean, we didn't use your name, but now right. everybody now knows. Everybody a knows. voice to the vegetable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've got Millie here who just days ago finished her fellowship program. Welcome, Millie. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Great. How are you feeling about being on the podcast? I'm I am very excited because I've been told by Steph that she thinks I'm really funny. So that's why I'm here. So it's a lot to live up to, Millie. Millie's really embraced it. (laughs) She's ready for it. She's really embraced it. (laughs) Oh, great. We're so glad you can be here to share your experience about the programs. Just tell us a bit from your perspective, what is the internship program all about? Okay. So the internship at Shoreline, it's a year-long program where you get to have one-to-one contact with clients. You get weekly supervision with your supervisor. It's a great place to talk about your anxieties, the weird things that you do, um, learning about, you know, what to do and what not to do in the counseling room and in the office in general. I also asked Laura a million times if she liked me. So that was really valuable for me. There's also (laughs) monthly group supervision with the other counselors in the office, which is a great time to connect um, with the other people that you work with and the other students. And you get an opportunity in the internship program to run an online group with another student that you run two times. So the first time you run it as sort of like the co-lead and somebody else has already run it before. And then the second time that you run it, you sort of run it as the person who's the lead facilitator and help the other student learn how to run an online group. And that's a really awesome opportunity to just learn about groups in general. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Mariah. And so tell us when you were looking for an internship program, you know, what were you looking for? And like, what were you expecting to be taking away from your internship experience? Yeah. So I knew I wanted an internship in a private practice because I had worked in the mental health field in the public sector for a long time. So I was just looking to see how things functioned in a private practice. I was also looking for a supervisor who had similar interests as me. So somebody who wanted to or was already working with the population I was interested in working in even if I knew going into the internship that I wouldn't necessarily be working with that population, just having somebody who has the same interests and the same career path that I want to partake on was really valuable to me. I was also looking for a place with good supervision because coming into the internship program, I was just like this chaotic mess of what is happening. And I (laughs) needed somebody who would be there consistently to help steady me. So I was Mm -hmm. looking for somewhere with good supervision and a good amount of supervision. I was also looking for somewhere to connect with a group of people. I know that internship can be really lonely sometimes. And a lot of the classmates in my cohort had that experience in internship where they just felt really isolated. So I was looking for somewhere where there was more than one internship student or, you know, more than one person just coming out of university that I could connect with people Mm. who had a shared experience as me. And I also wanted somewhere where I felt safe to mess up. So I did a couple of interviews for different placements. And just like the sense I got from Shoreline was it was okay to be myself. I remember in Mm -hmm. the interview, you know, Laura was kind of the one that was like, 
asking the deep questions and she cried, which I learned is like totally normal for Laura. <laughs> and um, she was like staring into my soul and Steph was like the organized one and like the time management one. And it's just like, I could see the way that you two worked together and the way that you just accepted me. I was like, yeah, this place feels like I can come here and ask questions and not feel stupid. Um, whereas some of the interviews I w- had were very formal and it just felt like very academic mm. and maybe not a place where I could do weird things with vegetables. So <laughs> what about with, with kettles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And kettles. So, you know, as a student, you don't have time. Okay. You are busy. You're doing things. You're balancing school and, you know, internship and work and life. And so sometimes you just don't have time to wait for the water to boil or you're just really nervous and you don't want to ask somebody how to work this kettle that you've been trying to work for 10 minutes. Mm. Either or. We're not sure which one happened. (laughs) One of those two. So you just use the Keurig and I think that's fine. It's just instant hot water. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not a coffee drinker, so this was news to me that you could get instant hot water out of a Keurig. (laughs) And I felt so enlightened here. I had this new intern in the office and she was going to help me get my hot water faster. But, you know, when she was teaching me about the Keurig, my biggest concern was like, is it going to taste like coffee? I was like, I don't really like coffee. And she was like, no, no, not at all. It's going to taste like the tea that you put in the cup and it's all going to be fine. And so we start doing this demo and I think my life is about to change. It was. Mm. And then the water came out of the Keurig and there were coffee grounds in the bottom (laughs) of the cup. (laughs) And Mariah looked deflated, devastated, and totally embarrassed (laughs) in that moment and said a million times to me, it doesn't usually do that. It doesn't <laughs> usually do that. It had never happened before in the history of Keurig. Yes. But, you know, Laura picked me up after that. We did have a supervision she, session. We had I a think. supervision yeah. and she said, just come on in with your weird tea. And so <laughs> in that moment, I felt great. <laughs> Somewhere in the spectrum of me looking into your soul and Steph's organization, you belong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With my weird tea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I never use the Keurig again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So tell us what surprised you the most about your internship experience. Um, two things. The first was how valuable the year-long process was. A lot of the students in my cohort just did the two semesters and I started the summer before. And so I came in and with three, four months of experience under my belt, whereas my fellow students had just started. And I didn't really notice over the summer how much I was leaning into myself and gaining confidence within myself until I started my practicum class at my school. And I noticed, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they are experiencing this like shift in in their learning and this like chaos that they feel inside themselves. And I'm like a little more steady than I normally am, mm. which was a great feeling for me. And I just didn't realize how much those couple extra months would help to steady me mm-hmm. and give that opportunity for me to believe in myself. I also was so surprised by the friendships that I made. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of amazing people at Shoreline and it's just such a connected community. I made some good friends, but I feel like I have really made some lifelong friends. And I think that I'll carry these friendships throughout my life, whether, you know, wherever it takes me. One of my friends that I met at Shoreline has already moved across the country and it hasn't affected our friendship at all. We're still very close. 
And again, like my fellow students in my cohort at school didn't have that experience in their practicum. They mm. didn't even make friends, never mind like close lifelong friends. Uh, so yeah. I mean, we've always liked this idea of having a cohort of interns yeah. that are moving through the year together, similar stage, um, similar goals. And so I don't know. I, I know it fills both of our hearts when we yeah. see it manifesting beyond our clinical goals when it these like tight relationships form. In addition to that, it's like, oh, that's why. Yeah. This is why we do this as a cohort. Yeah. 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 I mean, the community piece is such an important mm-hmm. pillar of like what we do. So to be able to see how everyone is benefiting so greatly from the like very intentional decisions that we're making about how we build this community. It's really meaningful. Yeah. You know, and the feedback about the year long too is really helpful because we are pretty committed to that, you know, and the clinical rationale for that is that we can provide, you know, longer term client care, you know, but to hear from you that it's like, oh, those extra three or four months actually make a significant difference in terms of, you know, getting my feet under me and building my confidence. It Mm -hmm. just sort of validates the thing that you know, I already knew from doing a 12-month internship mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. but to hear that being something that is appreciated within the program for your own personal growth feels really meaningful, actually. Yeah. And our fellowship program is also 12 months long. Mm-hmm. So, Mariah, how did you decide to that you wanted to stay on for another year in that program? Yeah. So I really liked the safety net it provided me as I transitioned out of school. I knew that that transition would be hard, but it was more difficult than I thought. So I was so glad to just like be in a space that I already knew I was already comfortable with the people who worked there and just have that sense of security as I sort of transitioned. I also think it's a really great opportunity for students who are on a thesis track at their school. So I was finishing up the summer I moved into my fellowship, but I hadn't quite finished my program requirements. I was doing my thesis, which got pushed back a little bit longer than I had expected. And so my defense date was, you know, after I had started my fellowship. And so the fellowship program gave me an opportunity to continue my clinical work without having my certification yet because Mm -hmm. I was still working on my thesis. So I think it's a really valuable opportunity for students who, you know, maybe have some unexpected delay in their schooling or who are just trying to finish their thesis. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Seems to be a common experience that people are in a three to six month transitional season before they get their registration, but not wanting to pause their clinical work. And Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it was a planned goal for the fellowship, but it's become one of the most valuable things that the year does. So Millie, tell us a bit about the structure of the fellowship program. What's that year all about from your experience? Yeah, there are some things that are pretty similar to the internship, but some different things that kind of elevate it. And so it also is a year-long program, and you also get paid per client, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. And then you keep getting the weekly supervision, which I think was the most valuable thing. So being able to continue that, still having the monthly group supervision, and then also having the opportunity to run any groups that you might be interested in. And then you also get a training grant that you can apply towards any training, which is so cool because coming out of the internship, you're like ready to learn and you're like kind of greedy to get into this stuff. And Hmm. so having that money was really helpful because trainings are really expensive. And so we got to put that money towards that. With regards to supervision, you know, just to build on a bit about what Millie was saying, you know, when our interns come in to do the year-long internship program, they are either placed with Laura or myself as their supervisor. And what we try to do in the fellowship program uh, as best as possible is actually switch that. Mm -hmm. So that if you spent the first year working with Laura, you spend the second year working with me. 
And then we have one other person in our practice who is interested in training and doing some supervision. And so if it's possible, we try to like rotate them in as well. And the idea is that we're offering these, um, you know, new clinicians over the two years of training with us, a couple of different variations on supervision and style. Laura and I have such different ways of practicing, even though our trainings are quite similar, um, that it offers just sort of uh, a range in perspective for these new clinicians as they're starting to like foster and develop their own identity of who they are as as clinicians. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Millie, at the end of the internship, you could have gone out and, you know, set up your own practice independently and you chose to do the fellowship. Tell us more about how you came to that choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, I just really liked the practice and the community that I saw at Shoreline. And it was really just aligned with what I was looking for post-graduation and completing my practicum. And I think another big piece of that is I just didn't feel ready. And I don't think that was imposter syndrome, which I, I tend to feel a lot, but it just felt like I was not equipped and I just did not have like the tangible tools or the knowledge to kind of move into that. And so I would feel very ill-prepared. And I was kind of in this process of still finishing up my thesis, kind of like Mariah, and still had to get my RCC. And it felt like just such a like easy choice for me and such a nice transition to kind of go from there. And I really saw the fellowship as an investment to my learning because it really built upon the internship and forms that foundation. And so sure, I wasn't getting paid as much as I could have if I maybe left. Mm -hmm. But I think that is part of that investment piece, which um, I think is totally worth it. And if I could go back, I would choose the same thing over again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I mean, from your perspective, what's the difference between the internship and fellowship? I think there's a little bit more independence in the fellowship. You can play around with your schedule a bit more. You can also, um, like if you decide you don't really want to work with a certain population in clients, you have a bit more say in that, which is nice because you've kind of had that year under your belt and that experience. And then I also think in supervision, I noticed a difference where in the internship, there was so much happening and it was learning so many skills and being a therapist for the first year. And I think in supervision, the fellowship, it was really integrating and applying everything that I learned in the internship and really just building upon that. Mm -hmm. And so still like doing case consultation and stuff about myself as a therapist, but really just like going beyond that and kind of like a step further. Yeah. Right. I hear this rumor. So Steph and I are never in the office on Fridays. Uh, so I hear this rumor that Friday's like the fun day. And usually all the interns and fellows seem to be in on Fridays. Is this true? Would you say you two? True story. It is a party. It's definitely the funnest day in the yeah. office. Oh, guys, that's terrible. It's really, <laughs> honestly, that? and that is all we can say. <laughs> this so, is Laura's worst nightmare. Really is, is like missing out I, on the possibility that she is not in the office on the funnest teeing, day of the week. I was teeing you both up to say it's never as good when you're not there, Laura. But that yeah. really fell short of my mm. hopes and dreams. <laughs> both of you have spent a year sitting with Laura, so I feel like you should have known the answer yeah, to that you question. Known. <laughs> Wild West <laughs> on Fridays. <laughs> well, thank you so much, you two. It's so valuable to hear your experiences. And I mean, the truth is that you could be making more money elsewhere in your fellowship year. And so for those who are here listening to understand what is the value of doing this program, why would people choose it? 
when there is this option of uh, going out there and starting your own practice. So giving us that insight is very valuable. Totally. We really appreciate you both being here today and sharing your experience. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. So Laura, before we wrap up today's episode, maybe it would be most useful for us to speak to some of the reasons why it matters so much to us that we run these two programs, the internship and the fellowship. Yeah, there is a myriad of purposes that it serves. You and I both really enjoy supervising. So I think it's a well-chosen use of our time. Both programs need in the community in terms of offering a wide sliding scale for people who can afford different rates of counseling and want quality services. We, of course, as a business, we do earn money from this. I mean, we do a lot of volunteering to make the program work, but we do earn a profit from our interns and fellows doing their clinical hours. It's an important part of what rounds out our community. There is something we take in our interns and fellows in May and September, and there's always this injection of energy into the community when the next cohort comes in and they're you know integrating learning, excited, and it really benefits all of us to be mm-hmm. part of that ongoing process. And of course, Whether these people end up staying in our practice or not, I know you and I have always said to one another, if all we do is send really good clinicians out there into the world, then we've met our goal. However, a lot of the time, they do end up staying with us and they move through what you have named the pipeline. Yeah, so oftentimes uh, the way I think about our training programs is, you know, not that dissimilar from the way that you know, professional sports teams and organizations build their World Series winning teams. Mm. We have an internship and fellowship program that I like sort of equate to the minor leagues. I'm like, oh, yeah, our interns come and they get training and they get supervision. And, you know, our intention is to help build them into, you know, the best possible therapist that they can and want to be. We help them, you know, with their own identity development as therapists and we help them with the skills and the interventions. And, all of the different pieces that come from being an intern in our office. And, you know, it's not, as Laura said earlier, always our intention that these fellows and interns will stay on with us. But, you know, we have this trust that if we've trained them well, then there's going to be great therapists out in the world doing great work. But for the most part, they've built such a sense of community within Shoreline. They feel such a sense of belonging after spending two years working with us that it sort of seems like the most obvious thing for them to make a decision to stay on and continue to work with us once their fellowship year is over. Yeah. And one of the benefits to us is it's a very slow hiring process. We've had two years of watching these people develop their skills, see how they are in the community. So by the time we make this choice to hire them as independent contractors, we have a ton of confidence in our decision to have them stay. Yeah. You know, and we know from our earliest years, you know, the challenges of bringing on an independent contractor who is unknown to us, you know, it comes with a whole different learning curve. There's always going to be surprises. Totally. And, you know, they don't know us and we don't know them and where they've come from and how they've been trained and how they work with people. And, you know, not to say that it's, you know, not a great way to build your practice, of course, but, you know, the intention that's required in an interview process is sort of something that's embedded in this two-year program Mm -hmm. with the interns and the fellows. So by the time we get to that point where we're making a decision, we're really clear about whether people are going to be a fit or not. Yeah. Okay. So let me see if I have the metaphor straight. The internship is like the AAA. Is that right? And then the fellowship is like the minor league. And then ICs are like, they made it to the big show. Is that what you call it? Major leagues? 
It's been four years, <laughs> and <laughs> the baseball metaphor is not so clear yet to Laura, but that's close. Okay, great. Yeah, I got close. it. I got it. <laughs> if you are looking for more information about our internship or fellowship programs, feel free to visit us at shorelinecounseling.ca. Thanks again to Mariah and Millie for participating today, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to A Not-So-Private Practice. Please be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and throw down a review if you are enjoying the show, as it helps other listeners find us. In real life, you can find Laura and Steph at www.anotsoprivatepractice.ca. A special thanks and shout out to Podfather Creative for producing and editing this episode. Thank you.